The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, Michael. Hello, everyone. Hello, I am back. Hey, Michael's <laughs> back. For anyone who is worried, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, yes. we're also looking at you once again. Um, but I've allowed Michael to join me um, in finishing our two-parter on... Stephen Stainer and his brother, Carrie Stainer. Yay. Well, Mike, how have you been this last week since I have not been talking to you that much? On nonstop tenterhooks, <laughs> wondering how this story is going to end. What in the frig is going to happen with this one family? Yeah, there's this a Wacky, lot. <laughs> wacky family. Sure is a lot happening. There's a lot going on. And I just, I have to address like a few things. Okay. Because when I listened back to the podcast, I was so mad at myself, but also you for letting this pass by because Parnell's accomplice, Edward Eddie Murphy. Okay. And we literally, (laughs) we literally didn't say not like, my girl wants to party all the time, party. Not that Eddie Murphy. And I can't believe we didn't touch on that. Yeah, I think it may have been. I thought you were, you thought I was, and then, and we, then just we just never did. Didn't do it. Yeah. So I was really mad at the both of us. And um, also, that's, that's podcast complacency on our part. Yeah. We apologize. We apologize deeply, deeply from the bottom of our hearts. Um, and anybody who's upset, send an email to Michael at mafpodcastshow at gmail dot com, and I'll make him send yeah. you something of his subject line upset upset <laughs> with Michael. Yeah. Let's do it like that. And then I'll make him take something from his personal house and mail it to you. Yeah. Mm. Well, you have a lot of crap. I sure do. You have a lot of stuff. I sure do. A lot of collectibles, a lot of things, you know? Yeah. I unloaded over 200 (laughs) Blu-rays, and that was barely 10%. That wasn't even 10% of my overall collection. So I got a long way to go. You got some problems. Uh, From a certain point of view. That you're dealing with. (laughs) Um, But also... At the end, when I said the rest of the story, so if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and listen. Because what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But why would you listen to a part two and not right? The don't part listen one, to part two and then part psychopath. one. You maniac. <laughs> we'll be covering you on one of these. Yeah, stories. really. Um, but no. So it wasn't Salty Brine, right? That said, and now you know the rest of the story. It's Paul Harvey, yeah. and I knew that it was Paul Harvey in my well was in my brain. Like I knew that, and I just spaced out. So if anybody likes tidbits or a little historical. Factoids. Look up Paul Harvey. There is a, an isolated clip of just that phrase of him on YouTube. So feel free to uh, let me know that. how my how yeah. how my delivery was. I think I did pretty good. Pretty good, I would say. I know everybody was probably with us last week, but just in case you weren't, I'm going to be nice and give a very very brief recap. Previously on, previously Murder on, amongst friends. Murder amongst friends. Our last story dealt with. The Stainer family, we focused on Stephen Stainer, who was seven years old when he was kidnapped from Merced, California, when he was walking home from school in December 1972, Right before we were both born. Correct. He was kept for seven years by his abductor and abuser, Kenneth Parnell. Piece of shit. Giant P-O-S, who molested and raped Stephen countless times, starting on the very first day. And he tried to get him to kidnap other boys. Stephen, however, thwarted those attempts. And when Parnell eventually did succeed, he kidnapped five-year-old Timmy White from Ukiah. Poor little Timmy. Poor Timmy. After a couple weeks, though, Stephen broke free out of there, hitchhiked 40 miles back to Ukiah, 
and both boys, boys were reunited with their families. Too much media fanfare. And you can go back to our Instagram and Twitter to see pictures of Stephen and Timmy and fucking Parnell. And just like the weirdest <laughs> positions. Like they're literally like, hey, put Timmy on your back and smile like we're taking a glamour shot. Like I don't understand it. Anyway, so Stephen went on to get married. He had a couple of kids and tried to live a normal life. However, he was in a motorcycle accident, ended up getting killed at the age of 24. His life really was lived in chunks of seven, it basically. It really was. It's so strange yeah. that that happened. And um, Parnell was sentenced to seven, seven years. years. Of course, he only served Chinkway five, Cinco, Cinco, all right? I'm sorry. I don't remember what Hebrew for five is. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Michael, what you've been waiting for all week, we're going to dip our toes the story. into the story of Stephen's oldest sibling and his older brother, Carrie. This is the story of Stephen Stainer's brother, Carrie Anthony Stainer. Can't wait. Carrie Anthony Stainer was born August 13th, 1961 to his parents, Kay and Delbert Stainer. They had five kids in total, with Carrie being the oldest, and Stephen, of course, and he had three sisters. Yep. His mother, Kay, had been sexually assaulted by her father growing up. Delbert, the father, yeah. was molesting his three daughters, so Carrie and Stephen's sisters. Great. And Carrie later claimed that his uncle Jesse, not John Stamos. <laughs> not John Stamos. Not John Stamos. Like you asked me last week, yep. his dad's brother, so clearly his dad's brother, Delbert's. Not, yep, Delbert's brother, molested him throughout his childhood, starting around the time that Stephen went missing, Oh, at which time Carrie was roughly 11 years old, Ugh. which, like really, there's not enough going on at that time in the family. I mean, this is a, this is a capturing the Freedmen's situation. Oh, don't it's every oh, every the layer you peel back. If you haven't seen that documentary, you have to watch it. It's just take some Pepto Bismol, grotesque because it's going to make you it's, ill. I literally felt, and I'm not, I I can exaggerate. I like hyperbole, whatever. Yeah. I literally felt sick mm -hmm. watching that. Yep. It, it made me nuts. And it, oh, it's notorious, sidebar, but it's sidebar. It's underseen. Sidebar. So, quick recap, capturing the Freedmans. There's this guy, he's very good with computers. He sets up like a whole ass computer lab, like pretty much in his house, yep. and has a bunch of kids come over. We all know what happens. what happens. When I was in the third grade at St. Bartholomew, my <laughs> teacher's name was Mrs. Lemoy. Lay teacher, not, gonna a, have to, not a nun. I'm going to have to keep track of, keep track of all the these teachers. teachers. In the um, that was the year that computers in school mm -hmm. started to become a thing. Yep. We had, I think, two computers in the back of the class or something like that. Every classroom had like two. Fancy, fancy. And one of the fathers of one of the girls in the school, I don't think she was in my grade. Mm -hmm. um, he was like a techie guy and he came to set up like the network or whatever, the computers. Which... Like, but the, at that point in time, it, was plugging in a computer. Basically. Well, but in the eighties, a techie guy meant something very different than a techie guy today does. I have a very specific image in my head of a techie guy. Care from to the elaborate 80s. on that? A creep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Just like a creepy, a creeper. Yeah. Creepo. 
So always with the glasses, with the serial killer glasses, always, always. You can't not sometimes tinted yellow. Have the glasses sometimes because of the screens and everything. You have to have the shaggy hair. Yep. Either that or like a or like a flat top, weird or like a weird comb over. But yeah. So this guy, I I I think I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. We'll call him Mister Mian. Not his last name, but is it? Um, he. My you can't prove it, so you can't sue. Still, well, <laughs> you can go jump off a bridge because I don't care if you could prove it. Um, my best friend at the time, Michelle Corsi, um, okay, was my best friend at the time. We went back in the classroom to get something we right. had forgotten, and we saw Mister M hooking up the computers. So they had like a, it was like a weird, like a lockbox thing around the computer so you couldn't put like a disc in unless you I, I guess you had to yeah. sign out the key and fill out a paper and it was your 20 minutes on the computer and what have you you so had you to have couldn't shove a sandwich in the, yeah in the, yeah yeah and he was explaining to us that we needed the key and he said all you have to do I'll never forget this he said, all you have to do, also it doesn't make sense, but all you have to do to use the computer, girls, is take the key and push it in and turn it just like sex, he said. This is a direct quote. I'll never forget he said this. And we, first of all, we're like in the third grade, so we're eight, yeah. nine, maybe Michelle was nine, I think I was eight, at a Catholic school yep. talking about, well, we weren't talking about it, but right. a grown male yep. said the word sex. Oh, boy. And we... <gasps> want to talk about clutch my pearls horrified we want to talk about clutch my pearls yeah. I felt like I had to go to confession yeah. I didn't even do anything right. so we run out of there go find Mrs. Lemoy and we're trying to tell her but we don't know how to explain it because we also don't think don't. that we can say the word sex right to a teacher mm-hmm. inside of our Catholic school I'm in the fucking Catholic school uniform at the time oh I thought I was going to burst into flames yeah. right so we're trying to explain it to her. We're trying to explain it to her. And she's like, just, girl. Like, she wanted to leave. Right. She was like, just tell me what he said. Well, we told her. When we ever told her, mm. her face dropped. dropped. Oh, yeah. She brought us outside to our parents. Next thing I know, the girl mm-hmm. no longer went to the school. And the father was never around the school ever again. Hmm. I wonder why. And capturing the Freedmans just, I think that's why I had such a visceral like reaction yeah. to it. It just brought up like those feelings of. The dad in that reminds me of ugh. my stereotypical 80s techie guy. <laughs> the dad in that reminds me of Alan Sean Feinstein. And I don't care who likes it <laughs> because he's also a fucking creep. And if you don't believe me, dig into it. So sue me i don't give a shit anyway that was a long sidebar um let's go back to our boy carrie that one here. was actually my fault because i brought sick. up capturing the free you did first. and then i just went on like a tangent but it's okay that's what you're here for <laughs> when steven went missing like we said carrie was 11 yes carrie took it especially hard he had been like a very doting brother playing mm. with steven teaching him things like he wasn't he didn't, like pick on him and like beat him up and shit like that like they were fairly close and four years is... It's a good it's amount a of time, big, but yeah, you can be... My sister gap. and I are four years apart, and we were like yeah. frickin' frack. Like, you couldn't separate us as yeah. kids, you Me know? and my sister are three and a half years, and we... Oh, man. It took you guys until we were adults to actually hated each other close. as kids, right. and my sister and I yeah. were like two peas in a pot. Yeah. So it could really go either way. Now we're very close once we 
became adults and knew better. Yeah. But back then, that age gap was just enough, just enough to be like, no. Yeah. I guess Carrie would wish on the stars and his birthday wishes that his brother would be returned home. Oh, hashtag sad, sad, sad face. Hashtag sad face. But here's the thing. To be fair, to be, to fair. be fair, by his parents' own admission, they were focused on Stephen more than anything else that was going on. Okay? Well, not strictly true in Delbert's well, case, but... Well, <laughs> Carrie himself later also reported that he felt very neglected and ignored by his parents after Stephen was kidnapped. Yeah. His father, Delbert the Diddler, <laughs> became... <laughs> Diddly Delbert. Diddly Delbert became obsessed and as we all know from the previous information, he's not the greatest guy. No. Um, but once Stephen got kidnapped, he became obsessed with finding him. Okay. Some would say at the cost of having a fulfilled relationship with any of his other children. Right. According to multiple sources, he was sour to his other kids, mainly ignored them. And if they even went on like a family trip, yeah. it basically was masquerading because they were just searching for Stephen and running down leads. Right. So, happy family trip. Everybody in the car, guys. Like, hey, bring your floaties. To, we're heading to Ukiah. Yeah. Dad, that's <laughs> 40 minutes away. What, yeah, is, what is going on? Um, and Delbert himself uh, said, yeah, I ignored my kids, in particular Carrie. Yeah. And I would, well, quote, yell at him a lot. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this is just strictly my opinion, his father became so obsessed with finding Stephen, yeah. I think, because he thought it was his fault for what he was doing to his daughters. Mm. And I feel like he felt like if he could get Steven back, maybe the universe would forgive his fucking diddling ways. That's just my opinion. That's that's, not, you know... That's that's some bad math on Delbert's part, if that was the... uh, That's some Joanne math right there. That's (laughs) some pretty bad math. Well, Michael, the pedophilia track that this family is on makes me fucking livid, but his uncle Jesse... Yeah. uh, Again... Not no, John Stamos. Had previously been convicted for, you guessed it, child molestation. <laughs> and even though his parents were well aware of this, yeah. they still allowed him to be alone with Carrie. Like, <sighs> what the... F- I can't... What? I mean, Why? Why? Again, this Why? Doesn't, this doesn't make a difference at all. But, you may not know, was that previous conviction with a boy or a girl? I don't know. Because if it was with a girl, maybe they didn't think that it would matter. It does again. I mean, the circumstance does not matter right, at right. all. I I don't I don't in know. In their head. Oh, Delbert. Could oh, give a well, shit he anyway. well, Delbert will take care of the girls, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We got to watch old old D- Dicky Delbert over here. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway, I hate to say this. But you're going to. I'm going to say it. Yes. But I'm sure it made it much easier for Jesse yeah. to molest Carrie. Oh, yeah. Since his parents were so focused on what happened with totally Stephen. Distracted. It was like an opportunistic time frame for the uncle to just start messing with him. Yeah. And if Carrie did try to say something, would the parents just be like, you're you're just out for attention. Jesse would never do that. I Maybe. Yeah. So Who knows? Even, because, hey, even if. The, the mother is clearly fucking allowing it. Because, yep. uh, uh, side note, side note, Delbert ended up getting, um, uh, I don't want to say charged with molesting his daughters, but he ended up having to serve some mandatory counseling. Yeah. Some mandatory fucking counseling. I'm right. whispering into the microphone so I don't smash it on the ground. <laughs> Right. Mandatory counts. Get the fuck out to of here. To avoid jail time. To avoid jail time. Okay? So clearly everybody knows. This isn't like a secret thing yeah. that the mother didn't know. Right. Okay? So even 
more I'm livid because as a mother myself, I would rip you limb from limb. Well, it's that and it's abducted in plain sight. How could any parent Don't get me. Don't wind me the fuck up because I know what you're doing. Don't bring it up. Because you already know. And now back to our regularly scheduled story. I was screaming at the TV. And now Hulu's making it into a miniseries as if we have to watch that nonsense all over again. Obviously, we're going to watch it. We're definitely going to watch it. But do we need a miniseries about it? No, we don't. No, we don't. Nope. Anyway. After his brother gets kidnapped, Carrie and one of his cousins stays overnight at their fucking creep miser uncle's house. Who The cousin's father? I don't think so. I think it was okay. another cousin. Their mutual uncle. Yeah, their mutual uncle. Um, who regaled them with naked pictures of underage girls. This fucking fam- this family. <sighs> this family. Nambly. <laughs> this Nambly. It's like, talk about out of the frying pan into the fire. I, Jesus. To make matters worse, they all shared a bed for the night. As you, as you, as you yeah, do. I've always... How many times have you slept in your uncle's bed with him and a random cousin? Zero. (laughs) Zero point zero percent. I've never even fallen asleep on the same couch as my uncle. (laughs) Like, give me a break, (laughs) same bed. Come on. And Carrie woke up with gross Uncle Pedo trying to mess around with him. That's how he woke up. Yeah, that would wake you up, I would imagine. It's not a good way to wake up. No. I can tell you. Brother Carrie had shown signs of mental issues from the time he was as young as two years old. Oh, great. He would pull and tug on his hair until he pulled out full patches of it. And as he got older, he had to wear hats to school to hide the bald spots, which since kids are shitbags, he got bullied for, of course. That is, I I forget exactly what that is a symptom of. Yeah. I know it's something. It'll probably occur to me three days from now. Yeah, (laughs) in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. You'll wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh. I know what that's called. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. then I'll forget why I needed to remember. Yeah, and then you won't tell me. And then probably. And then this whole conversation yeah. is for not great. <laughs> Years later, Carrie was diagnosed with schizophrenia and some additional mental disorders. Uh, as a as a child, though, even though his mother Kay referred to him in later years as quote the ideal son. <laughs> very seldom did he get into trouble. He was a good student, a good artist, and he was very loving. A good brother. Sounds well before he, all of this. Well, yeah, and according to everybody, a, a good brother. Um, but Carrie would experience troubling thoughts and images in his head. Uh, for instance, picturing the murder of female cashiers at a local convenience slash grocery store hmm. at his hands. Okay. Imagining the kidnapping of his own mother. This is. Roughly age seven, we're talking oh, about. So this isn't even... No, no. This is even before Stephen This is before Stephen even went missing, yes. He would hear things uh, that weren't there, like voices and noises, and as he got older and puberty kicked in, he would have full-on rape fantasies. Later still, he vocalized wanting to set the building he worked in on fire with his boss and co-workers inside. Well, so he's got... <laughs> you know. A spate of... Yeah. Issues. Yes. Poor Carrie. In well, spite... Poor Carrie up to a point. Well... <laughs> until he starts killing people. Yeah. Poor Carrie until then, but... Yeah. 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 I've been accused of... I've recently been accused of sympathizing with the murderers, which I don't sympathize with murderers. However, I do sympathize with the child version right. of the 
murderer, perpetrator, because most times it's something that happened to them as a child that right. set them on this path. Right. So, again, you know who that... you are, <laughs> B-Fam. Yes. And uh, I'm looking right at you, squarely. Not. <laughs> I do not sympathize no. with murderers. Not that it excuses the behavior, because obviously an unfortunate number of people have very similar experiences and don't end up killing people. Yeah, well, it doesn't help. But knowing where they end up doesn't negate the empathy that you should feel activated inside yourself for a six-year-old what happened having to, to go through this. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly right. So you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know who you are, too. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, but in spite of the teasing uh, that he went through and the bullying because of his hair and just kind of being a little, little shock want, yeah. um, in high school, Carrie was a gifted student and a pretty good artist, mm. mainly like cartoons and caricature type type stuff. He even did all the cartoons for his school paper. Um, and he got the, quote, most creative superlative at school. Okay, but he wasn't... Did you get any superlatives at school? I think uh... I got like... Funny, funniest or class clown type shit. Yeah, I didn't get any. <laughs> uh, I got zero. Yeah, because even though pretty much everybody got one. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is it's going. This isn't what I intended. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to be like, yeah, I got most Dungeons and Dragony. I don't know <laughs> something no. like that. No. I'm sorry to bring it up. I was not at the top nor at the bottom. Ah. So I had no... You were a midline student. Yeah. Well, just kind of coasting not as through? A student, or but just... But not as a student. I was fine as a student, oh. but... Straight A's? No. Because I didn't study. I didn't try. You didn't um, get straight A's? No. I got, I got straight A's. You're better than me. I'm not better than you. That's crazy. You're way smarter than me. That I really thought you were going to be like, straight A plus, baby. No. Because mm, I didn't... Baby. <laughs> I didn't try. Yeah. I aggressively tried to get out of... Uh, honors and AP English classes because they tried to force me into it and I didn't want to put forth the effort. Yeah. <laughs> so I said... Lazy. Yeah, no, just keep me back. Just, just yeah. let, put I'll, me in remedial. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I didn't have giant groups of people that would vote me <laughs> one direction or, or another. Or the other, yeah. You know, like most annoying yeah. or, or best eyes. Like I didn't yeah. have anybody yeah, on either side of yeah. the spectrum, so I didn't get anything. I just used to get like troublemaker or like funniest like that kind of whatever stupid I didn't shit even that would have most... never served me for anything in my life but you never know because did it here I, I am did... today I didn't even get most Jewish because they retired the superlative <laughs> the year before <laughs> I'm sorry did you say they <laughs> retired that superlative the year before yes that was that was a joke but oh my god <laughs> I was like what fucking school who do i have to call let's okay we have to stop this all right um but he was he was creative and everybody thought he would like parlay it into a career yeah Um, but he wasn't drawing like super violent no just like no yeah just he yeah just regular stuff like just teenage shit he, he kept it in check yeah he was a quiet kid he liked comic books and shock horror of all horrors michael he liked heavy metal music oh no not heavy metal <laughs> oh god holy diver he was the eddie munson of his <laughs> class well that's a shout out for you grd but we apologize for where this guy well i'm sorry because we all know that eddie munson is a hero and carrie saner not a hero and i'm gonna get a shitload of hate mail because of it also 
I'm gonna put by this out one there. person. <laughs> There's one person that's gonna send me yeah. multiple emails about it. Yeah, GRD will also be upset at me for saying this. He didn't have to sacrifice himself. He could have just kept running, and then <laughs> the bats were already. Yeah. The you know it, yeah. let's he bought them no time really he really he, did he could have escaped and then regrouped with one of them or something we're just it's but, just a setup for what's coming down the pipe yeah. but go Eddie hashtag yeah, go Eddie. Eddie Munson yeah okay even though Carrie Stainer was good looking I'm in my opinion I would I would consider him quite handsome actually okay. yeah um you know he didn't always have the best of luck with the opposite sex. He struggled a lot to connect on any level, but especially a sexual level. And it, okay, well, so, going through his past, I well, can probably figure out why that yeah. may have been. I'm not like a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but everything, uh, you know, maybe being fondled by yeah. <laughs> things your, weren't going his your way. Grown male uncle, yeah. maybe they skewed your communication skills in an area where sexual intimacy or contact, or how about just like flirting? Yeah, comes into play, right? Because you don't know right the boundary that your boundaries are now skewed right fucking fucking skewed mm-hmm. <laughs> way Literally. way askew yeah but girls in high school liked him he just he couldn't like get it together yeah. you know what i mean right even though many girls find him found him attractive they wanted to date him they would tell his friends yeah. like we like him but yeah. he just he just couldn't like couldn't get out of his own way couldn't get out of his own way but he did manage to creep out another set of... So some girls found him handsome, want to date him, and the rest were creeped out by him. Huh. Kind of down the middle, you yeah. know. Um, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> one time one of his sisters had a sleepover. You're not... You're not do you, I'll give you an opportunity to try to guess what he did, but you're not going to guess. I mean... Uh... The most random thing I can think of is he put on an alligator costume and did the electric slide in front of them. Like, I can't think of anything. That's not creepy, though. That's just awkward. That's pretty fucking that's, creepy, though. That's just having a weird brother. Yeah. That's not creepy. Did he decide to teach them how to use the computer and say you have to turn the key like sex? Ugh, don't. Why, why would you do that to me? Well, you why would you do that to me? <laughs> you told me creepy. <laughs> no, not that creepy. Well, yes, that creepy. Okay. He decided to hide under the bed. Oh. Where one of her friends was sleeping so he could reach up from under the bed to feel her boobs. Oh. First of all, how are his arms that long? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's... Unless he hid under the bed, and then... they fell asleep, and then he <laughs> army crawled yeah. out and then grabbed her boobies. Like, that, I don't... That seems more likely than him then... having <laughs> 16 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. Where he's getting these fucking arms, arms yeah. from. Um, oh, like those Freddy Krueger arms. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, she didn't like that. Why? So she basically told him to piss off yeah. and get the hell out of here, which he did. Of but all, of, of all people, you would think he would appreciate not being fondled in your sleep. Well, Michael, it, if that's Good. how you yeah. grew up, Mike, yep. do you know that it's, I mean, you know it's wrong, but. But do you? Do you? Right. So, you know, again, I'm not sticking up for right. fucking molester, okay? Um, he did piss off. Okay. However, <laughs> he then showed back up and stood completely naked in the doorway of worse? the room. Not worse, <laughs> but just as bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> like, um, um, nothing happened. So the girl made him fuck. He fucked off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He left. Yep. 
And I'm assuming, like, with his fucked up parents yeah. and the time frame that it was. It was Carrie being Carrie. Um, Just ignore it. Also, it was like the 80s, you know, yep. like, it's like a 70s, 80s era yep. where shit like that was just the norm, I yep. guess. No one reported I mean, it. Especially in that house. Yeah. Or called the police. <laughs> um, but needless to say, he did not have a normal relationship with sex activities. <laughs> or sextivities, as I like to call it. Understatement. Hashtag sextivities. In 1990, Carrie is now 29. Okay. Living with... Stephen has already passed away. Yes, because Carrie is four years older. Right. So he would have been 28 then. Yeah. So recently. He was living with his disgusting pederast uncle, Jesse. As a... Well, I mean... As a... He wouldn't have been interested in him anymore, one would assume. But why would you go live with him? Who knows, Mike? Yeah. I mean... That's... There's some problems there. So Uncle Jesse, not John Stamos, who came home that day on December 26th, the day after Christmas, 1990, for lunch from his job as a trucking dispatcher, and he was mysteriously... I'm putting this in air quotes. Mm -hmm. Shot to death... Oh. On his lunch break with his own twenty-two caliber gun. Ooh. Little pea shooter. Air quotes. Someone. <laughs> Inverted commas. Shot him three times. Oh. Once in the chest, two times in the head. Hmm. The case was never solved. I wonder who would have had but... <laughs> means, motive, and opportunity. Like most likely Carrie did it. You know. Seems. Seems likely. A safe bet. Let's, um jump ahead roughly a year to 1991 30-year-old Carrie reportedly attempted suicide hmm. which given his history of mental illness and the trauma of yeah. his brother's kidnapping and the trauma of being molested and everybody in his family being molested and then until god knows when brother because maybe he's killed. leaving with his uncle yeah and who knows if his uncle's still messing with him right you don't know right we don't know yeah. Right? So, all this. And then Stephen dies and probably <clears throat> pushes him over whatever edge he was perched on. Right. So, I mean, sucks to suck. Uncle Jesse yep. is dead now. And see you never. Yeah, see you. <laughs> see you. Bye. Six years later, Carrie is arrested. For possessing marijuana and methamphetamine. Oh. However, okay. those charges were dropped due to a technical error. Whoops. Which comes into play. Okay. We call that an oopsie poopsie. <laughs> whoopsie poopsie. Oopsie doopsies. <laughs> we need to jump ahead to 1997. Carrie at this point is, I think, 38. Or just roughly 38. Or just turning 38, okay. 39. Okay. Yeah. He goes on to... Have a little job as a handyman at the Cedar Lodge Motel, which is located just outside the entrance to Yosemite National Park. Okay. High traffic area. Very high traffic. Very high traffic area, but also desolate. Yeah. because Highly it's, it populated, is, but also extremely desolate. Well, it's in the middle of, presumably in the middle of nowhere, but also highly frequented by many people, not the same people. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier for. I wonder certain how types many bodies in total have been 
found at Yosemite. That'd be something we should look up. I mean, there has to be. There's already been five uncovered from the drought in Lake Mead. So I'm <laughs> there's sure. There's got to be hundreds. Yeah. So I'm sure some wildfire rips through there or the government goes crazy and sells off that land for I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about that we know of now. Oh, yeah. How many bodies oh, yeah. have been found in this park? How many bodies <laughs> have been found in this park? He's a handyman. And on February 15th, 1999, so about two years after he gets this job, three tourists visit the park. Okay. Carol Sund, 42. Yep. Her daughter, Julie. Two. 15. Okay. And Julie's friend, Silvina Palazzo, who is an Argentinian exchange student who was 16. Okay. They were all staying at the Cedar Lodge Motel when they went missing. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Carrie was, of course, one of the first people interviewed, being that he worked at the motel. All three just Motel, hotel, motel, oh, Holiday Inn. Um, all three, all at once, just gone. Yeah, all three. Okay. Missing. Being that he worked at the motel, he was one of the first people that were interviewed. But again, Michael, this will come as no shock to you. Well, Michael, the police <laughs> looked past him as a suspect. Because? Because he had no criminal background. Oh. Let's not forget the charges that got dropped. The clerical error. Although, and, yeah, they probably would have looked at him a little closer, but should a drug charge automatically lead to foul play of three missing No, women? I mean, but when they looked, he was just clean right. as a whistle. Right. And also remained extremely calm and cooperative throughout the whole investigative like interview process. Yeah. It took roughly a month before the rental car that Carol, Julie, and Sylvina had been using yeah. was found burned to a crisp, great. basically, in a remote area, which was hours away from Cedar Lodge. Oh, great. Sadly, Carol and Sylvina's burned corpses were found in the trunk. They could only be identified using their dental records, so right. that was... Which they had to get from Argentina for one of them. Decimated them. Yeah. Okay. The fire. Um, but not long after their bodies were found, detectives received a note sent to them with a hand-drawn map attached indicating where they could find Julie Sund, hmm. Carol's daughter, yeah. the third victim's sexually assaulted body. Naturally. On the top of the note was written, quote, we had fun with this one. We. Mm-hmm. Great. When investigators followed the map some 40 miles away, <laughs> they found Julie whose throat had been cut. Okay. Some sources said decapitated. Some said almost decapitated. Some said she's her throat was slashed. So yeah, pretty I, deep throat cuts. Right. Let's leave it at that, I guess. Meanwhile, Carrie just goes on living his life. He just I, he's just out there. He's he, living it. He's loving a, he, it. You know, he he's confessed just to it by. and got away with it. <laughs> he you know? wrote them the note, drew a map, and still got away with he it. Just, of course, he's just going to live his life. Yeah, he's just going on about it, right? Yeah. Well, five months later, Joy Armstrong, a 26-year-old park naturalist, was found actually decapitated in the forest. This time, though, eyewitnesses saw a blue 1972 International Scout in the area, which was then traced and identified as belonging to Carrie. Hmm. Pretty distinctive car, That's a pretty distinctive car. 1972 International Scout? I mean, Hmm. how many of us had those? Not me, because I wasn't even born. So uh, leave me out of it. He was staying. Do you want to guess where he hid out? Inside the park? Mm-mm. Was he like camp? No? A camp of sorts. 
If you say a nudist camp. He was hiding at a nudist camp, Michael. <laughs> he was staying at a nearby nudist resort when he was finally arrested. Where might have they found him at the nudist resort, Michael? On the volleyball court. At a diner. Oh. Where? And this is going to make you sick to your stomach because I know you very, very well. Does everybody cook He was the only stuff? one wearing clothes. Even the cooks? In and... the diner. Oh. Uh, you want to go to a diner where everybody's just ass sweat is on the seats and just there's a naked, greasy, hairy guy cooking your food in the kitchen? How is that allowed? That's... How does the Department of Health allow that? Yeah, that's going to be a hard pass Is that private me. property? So technically you, it must be. No, because you're it operating as be. a business. On a private encampment that maybe someone personally owns and they just do whatever the fuck they want. No? No. Come on. If I bought a tract of land and I said, nudies only, and I build a big fence around it, this is my private property, and I'm going to have a little kitchen set up where you're going to cook, and you're going to, and you're going to, and you're going to, maybe they know, who said, maybe they just all get together, Michael? Yeah, if it's a a collective or a co-op, fine. But as soon as there's any business transaction done, they have to abide by the health code <laughs> You're rules. You're so mad about it. You're so mad about it. Because it's important. You're turning red. <laughs> it's important. I do not want a naked man scratching his nuts and then mixing my nuts into into my cashew chicken. But you never eat the nuts at a bar, famously, or a diner, because there's piss and nuts, shit yeah. particles and nut particles in the nuts. Well, shit, Michael. <laughs> he was the only one that had clothes on. So it was very easy to spot. Thank God for small favorites. I mean, yeah. Police had previously been focusing on other leads and wrongly believed that the perpetrator of the prior three murders was already in jail at the time of Joy's murder. Right. What makes things even worse or maybe better, Michael, <laughs> is once Stainer was in custody, he started spilling his guts. Oh. Love he, the motor mouth. Honest. Gotta love a, yeah. a bumping of the gums. Yeah. He confessed not only to Joy's murder, but the other three as well. And he also divulged this little tidbit. At the time of the murders, he had a girlfriend named Lena. Mm. She had two daughters. And she also worked at the Cedar Lodge. Okay. He confirmed to police that they were going to be his first intended victims. The daughters, or all three of them? All three. Okay. The girls, for their part, recalled spending time with Carrie, who, by all previous accounts, treated them very well, brought them gifts, did things with them, taught them how to, like, fish and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he acted as kind of like a father figure to them. However, he did creep them out a couple of times when he just basically Hit under their bed and grabbed their boobs. (laughs) And grabbed their boobs and then just stood naked. But he did get naked um, when they went swimming at a lake. So He he loves being naked, except at the nudist resort. (laughs) Except he had his clothes on at the nudie resort. Weird. So strange. So he stripped naked in front of them when they went swimming. And he always carried around like this suspicious backpack, which was later revealed to contain all his murder weapons. Yeah, his weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, see, this is it's why kill bag. This is why. I mean, maybe we'll do this guy. So I don't want to say his name or okay. too much about it. But the guy who buried murder kits around the country—that's insane. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. So he could go places, kill people, but not have to go through. TSA or yeah. anywhere else. Uh, That's what we in the business call knuck and foots, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll do that story someday okay. if you're unfamiliar. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And well, I'd like to react yeah. because, as we all know, yeah, if this goes well, <laughs> you may be back down stories. All next right. Week. We'll see. But after Stainer killed Joy, 
and hid within the nudist colony with all his clothes on. Right. Fully clothed. Uh, Ironic. (laughs) Ironic. Ironically clothed. He did, in fact, go... Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Ironic, is it, though? That Uh, one actually is. That one is. (laughs) Yeah. Take some notes. Yeah. (laughs) A.M. Um... He went back to look for Lena and her daughters uh, to kill them. Oh. Um, but by a stroke of luck, they'd gone to visit their grandmother, which is what ultimately saved them. So thank you, Nana. Yes. Shout out to all the Shout Nanas saving the Nanas. lives. Uh, but he did say had they been there, he would have killed them all too. Great. That's great. Keep so it's like... Carrie, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like... It's like John List saying that he would have killed his... Yeah, mother. I would have killed her too. Yeah. My mother-in-law. Eh, you know, if she, if if she, she was, was there, I mean, I would have. I mean, yeah. what do you expect me to do? Right. I expect you to keep your fucking mouth shut because they got you on three fucking no, sorry, four murders. Yeah. You don't have to say that you were attempting to commit another three. Yeah. Maybe like mm, zip it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that we're helping. No, but. But common sense here. When I you must zip it. <laughs> I don't want to get sued, but. By Mike Myers. By Mike Myers. Hey, Feinstein can just sue me all the fucking once, but I don't need to be sued by Mike Myers, okay? <laughs> Carrie, as we could figure out, yeah. hated all the media and the fanfare and the fame and the notoriety that came with Steven's abduction and that whole yeah. shitty situation that happened after where everybody just descended upon them. I have a theory about that, but continue. Okay. He So he despised the spotlight. However, he did in great detail. Yeah describe the murders so i think he resented that spotlight because steven was put in a situation he was sexually abused Mm -hmm. he had no control over his own life Mm -hmm. he comes out of it everybody's so amazed what a hero this kid is right let's do everything we can for him carrie had he wasn't kidnapped, but he had very similar experiences he had a lot at the of problems hands. too. Yeah. Mental issues, like there was no record of Stephen having mental issues as a child or anything like that. Right. So this poor kid is not only suffering. Again, I'm not sticking up for him, but right. as a child, right. he had many mental issues. Mm-hmm. Clearly, other terrible things happening to him. Yeah, Where, where's his attention? Right. So Stephen comes back is showered with attention showered with assistance mm-hmm. you know doctors interviews they made a fucking mini series <laughs> about right. it I mean his trauma was not dealt with because it was still in the 80s but it was recognized celebrated almost right. it you was know, in a sick way Carrie went through very similar things Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So there's obvious resentment there. But he loves this kid. He was his little brother. He took care of him for so many years. Right. So he's really conflicted. So conflicted. So it does make sense a little bit that... To why he might have gone down this path. Right. Again, it's not an excuse, but you can easily see A to B. How he was You can understand how someone would get there. Yeah. 100%. Of the first three murders of... Carol, Julie, and Sylvina. Yeah. He told detectives he started off by knocking on the room door, telling them that there was a plumbing issue. Ugh, which famous. clearly you're gonna you're gonna let him in. Yeah. No, here's the handyman, you know. Yep. He brandished his gun, Michael, coincidentally A twenty two. A twenty two caliber. Mm. And he pushed the two younger women into the bathroom yeah. while he strangled Carol okay. on the bed. Ugh. Proceeded to shoot her. Yeah. And then he put her body in the trunk of her rental car. 
He then strangled Sylvina in the bathroom. Imagine you're a fucking foreign exchange student and you get fucking murdered? In a motel? Holy shit. While you're on a vacation trip with your very loving, gracious family host, host family, they're like, do you want to go to Yosemite? It's beautiful. I'd love to. Yeah. And then you get murdered. See the natural beauty of this country. But also imagine... Imagine her family. Well, imagine being the other girl. Your mom was just brutally murdered in your earshot. And now your friend... And now your friend is being strangled in front of you. Right. Yikes. Imagine her family, though. They probably were already trepidatious about... Yeah. If my kid was like, hey, mom, I'm in high school. I'd love to go to Europe. Yeah. For a year of school. I'd be like, the fuck you are? Well, it would be... Obviously, it was a little different in the 90s from, like, the outsider perspective. But with all the gun violence and all of just the other shit that happens in this country, it would basically be like your daughter saying, hey, I'd love to go to the Ukraine right now. Right. What What are you talking about? I'm sure about? it's great. But also, but... I wouldn't let my daughter go. You think I'm going to let you go to a foreign country without me for a fucking year? Right. To stay with people I've never met? Yeah. Not happening. Not happening. And then you get murdered? <laughs> oh, my God. So, never I, I, I can't even. I First of all, it would never happen. But yeah. it's because I'm nuts. Nuts, yeah. He strangled Sylvina yes. in the bathroom. Then he shot her as well. And he put her in the in the trunk with Carol. As for Carol's daughter, Julie, he did not kill her right away. He kept her in the bedroom and repeatedly tried to rape her and forced her to perform sexual acts on him. However... He tried to rape her, does that mean? Stainer was a longtime sufferer of the old impotence. Whoops. So he could not perform... Yeah. No performance happening from Carrie Stainer. Right. Frustrated, he ended up leaving the hotel around 4 a.m. with Julie, who was naked and wrapped in a blanket and bound together with duct tape. He then drove the family's rental car. Yep. 90 miles. All the way up there, yep. To where he then slashed her throat before dumping her body under a poison oak bush. Just to fucking yeah. add insult That's, to injury. I was just about to a say. poison oak bush. That's what you call insult to injury. You son of a bitch. So you can find her, but you're going to pay for it. <laughs> you're going to be itchy for a week to, to 12 days. He abandoned the rental car, clearly. Set it on fire. And set it on fire. And then this fucking maniac calls a cab. Uh, from basically his from crime scene. The crime scene. The cab driver recalled Stainer's wacky diatribe. Yeah. Including the fact that he saw Bigfoot in the woods. Oh. But because at this time, don't forget, That's the police the and the media were claiming that the murderer was already in jail. Right. So the cab driver just brushed it off as like a local Looney Tooney guy yeah. and just went, mm, he was weird and dropped him off. <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. Like, you know what I mean? But he paid me, so. Yeah. Well, he paid me and uh, on to my next. Yep. So Carrie, when he got arrested, he was, like I said, calm, cooperative. Um, he pled guilty, but then he retracted it. But then he pled guilty, but then mm. he retracted it. And he admitted it, then he took it back. He ended up pleading guilty okay. to multiple charges connected to Joy Armstrong. That's the one he cut right. her head off. Including premeditated first-degree murder, kidnapping, pretty, pretty and a, attempted aggravated sexual abuse. Pretty hard to argue with any of that. Attempted, because <laughs> yeah. as we all know, right. it doesn't work. For this, he was sentenced to a term of life without the possibility of parole. However. At his second trial. Okay. <laughs> he was found guilty 
of first degree murder. So they grouped them, those yeah. three, and then Joy and then, by herself. Okay. At the second trial, he was found guilty of first degree murder and kidnapping, and he was sentenced to death for the killing of Carol, Julie, and Sylvina. Here's where it gets, I don't want to say sticky. Here's where some people have an issue. Gets complicated. For some. Yeah. During his sentencing, Carrie broke down crying and stated, quote, I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I wish I could tell you why I did such a thing, but I don't even know myself. I am so sorry. I wish there was a reason, but there isn't. It's senseless. Well, I mean, you're not really helping yourself on appeal. His mother, Kay, in the courtroom, who was famously unemotional, also was bawling and trying to fight for her son's life, saying that he's sick and he shouldn't be punished for being sick and the death penalty is not going to bring back. If it would, I would say give him the death penalty, but it's not. I don't think he should receive the death penalty. And as his mother was pleading for him, he was also weeping. Right. Joy's mother was in the courtroom. Oh, she was probably not having any of that bullshit. She wept as she listened to his words in the court and believed that his apology was genuine. Carrie's lawyers tried to use his history of sexual abuse and mental illness, his obsessive compulsive disorder, his blatant request for child pornography in return for his confession Uh, as evidence he shouldn't stand trial due to incompetency. Because obviously no one in their right mind is going to say, I'll confess, but I want a litany of child porn at my fingertips. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Not how it works, but you can see how they would go, clearly the guy's a nut. Who would do such a thing? He's clearly a cuckoo No sane person would do that. Is going to say, I'll admit to these murders, but I want to like, I want some kitty porn, you know? Let's let's trade. Let's let's, uh, let's barter. Yeah, this is not a. Uh, it's a trade let's make system, a deal. you know. What do you this want behind door number one? You yeah. want my confession? I, yeah. What's behind door number two? Child porn? I'll take it. This is not. Let's make a deal, and it, I am not Monty it's, Hall. It's not at all. It's crazy. But a doctor by the name of Jose Arturo Silva testified and stated that Carrie was suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder, that he had mild autism and paraphilia. Okay. However, he was found sane, and his ass was sent to jail. Well. Yeah, there's a difference legally. The difference between a disorder yeah. and being crazy. Right. There's a legal definition of competency yeah. that just because you are mentally ill, not discounting your mental illness at all, but there's still the capacity for right and wrong. Yeah, I mean, if you have OCD, it doesn't mean you're going to fucking, you're crazy and you're just going to pop off and kill somebody. Right. I count things. I have mild OCD. I count shapes and steps and weirdy things like that whatever Mine I'm not is... gonna go fucking kill somebody for no reason right. give me a I mean give me a reason yeah. give me a reason right but I'm not gonna go well I count shapes yeah. so I'm gonna go off this whole family and then I'm gonna go yeah but I count things yeah I counted how many stabs I, I count how many stabs <laughs> yeah. I gave him so Carrie Stainer is currently in his 60s yeah and since his trial, he's been housed on death row at San Quentin Penitentiary in California, which, as we all know, is a cakewalk. <laughs> um, there have been no executions in California since 2006. So he's basically just on ice, just is like it, chilling on death row. Is it back on the ballot? I don't know. I know that from 2006, they stopped it because there were so many complaints about malfunctions and things that yeah. were just gone wrong with, remember, like... I remember the guy who they 
injected him in the wrong order and basically burned him from the inside out yeah. while he was still conscious. Yeah, shit. Like, that kind of yeah. shit. Or like, ooh, the electric chair yeah. <laughs> frizzled out. And we had to zap this guy like 40 times. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff Which, like that. So there was so know. many complaints. I don't know if the... Uh, like, maintenance complaint, Like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That just, they just stopped it. Right. Newsom, I think, put a moratorium on it. He's trying to make his case for a 2024 run by yeah. doing some of this shit. Right. They're trying to get a uh, higher minimum wage on the ballot. Higher minimum wage, bring back the death penalty, or are we he's trying to stop he's, the death yeah, penalty. Whatever, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. higher, higher minimum wage, let's kill a bunch of people. Yeah. You know, it's a trade-off. But some people have trouble. This is where, like I said, it gets a little sticky for mm-hmm. some people. Have trouble identifying Carrie as a psychopath because right. during the trial he would block his eyes and ears when horrible pictures or damning testimony was given. Mm-hmm. He seemed anxious. He would rock back and forth, hold his head in his hands, and stated, quote, I didn't feel good about it. I say it like matter-of-factly I was doing this, you know. It's like I'm a split personality. And even though he wrote on the note, we had fun with this one. He was never diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. Right. Some people said that he was a little bit well-versed on how to cover his tracks because he had been so interested in true crime. Uh Uh-huh. Hello. Hi. Um, And like cop stories on TV and detective novels and shit like that. You know, so he had a little bit of a jump on things. Um, it was also noted he never harmed animals as a child or exhibited any of the telltale behaviors that psychopaths are well known for. None of the triad. Did he have a head injury though? Uh, none that I Because none that's that I found. the one that's the one that needs to be no added. No bedwetting, no yeah. harming uh, of animals. In fact, he was kind to animals. Yeah. Pyromania is the other one. No, no, none. Yeah. And, so and, nothing, the, and no head injury to like speak of. Right. So that's the triad. If people are unfamiliar with the serial killer triad, you look back in their childhood, those three things, bad wedding, cruelty to animals, pyromania, mm-hmm. those used to be the big three. Head injury think, now though has yeah, to be, you they, have you to bring it to, in, it has to, to come to, in yeah. because in almost every one of these stories of serial yeah. killers, um, Gacy got whacked in the head by a, head a swing. Injury. There's a head injury. Yeah. Bundy got hit in the Aaron head. Aaron Hernandez yeah. was seemingly a normal kid and then yep. got his head knocked about in the NFL yep. and then fucking started killing people yep. and acting out of character. Yeah. So it definitely needs, it needs to be, it needs to be yeah. addressed. Some people to this day still don't believe he committed the murders as there was very little physical evidence to connect him. Again, he was a little bit yeah. well-versed in that. And it was also back in the day. I don't want to say back in the day, but like, yeah. you know. It wasn't like it is now. Right. It wasn't as sophisticated. It wasn't as focused on microscopic stuff. Some people think that another killer, I saw the smiley face killer referenced. I didn't go down that Eh. path. Um, Or even a cult could have been responsible because there were some other murders, groups of murders in the area around the time. I, I, I did not go alice in wonderland and fall down the rabbit hole and get into all of those because yeah. he he clearly did it yeah i we mean get, he confessed we, to it we have this conversation and i don't feel like this was a false confession yeah we bring this up every so often but it's like that show the interrogation show yeah. where so many coincidences would have to be true yeah that a cult maybe but yeah i mean but mm. a cult that nobody has known about before or since right 
theoretically they would continue to make I would, sacrifices. Yeah, you'd keep going. So, yeah, it, it, there's just a lot of... I think a lot of people, and, and uh, this is going to make me sound bad, but, like, I feel like a lot of people, even with, like, Chris Watts mm-hmm. and Carrie Stainer, they are... I don't yes. think Scott Peterson is handsome. Ugh. I think he's a grubby little yeah. fucking bridge troll. Yes. But yeah. some people right. look at the outside of the person, yeah. find them attractive, yeah. and just refuse That's to it. believe that they did it. Yeah. I told you a hundred times, Chris Watts would be the type of guy, mm-hmm. not fat Chris Watts, but right. when he got all buffed and cute, right. would have been the kind of asshole I probably would have dated. Yes. And that pisses me off to no <laughs> end, and I know that about myself. And Carrie Stainer... Very handsome. Yeah. So I think a lot of people just don't want to attribute it to him, and then they feel bad, much like me, from the things that happened to him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And unlike me, right. they don't want to hold him responsible as an adult. But he's so handsome. How could he do such a thing? I, well. No one says that about ugly people. <laughs> and I'm taking a stand here. <laughs> I want my ugliness yeah. on record. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as for Delbert, the diddler, and Kay. Couldn't give a the shit. The ineffectual <laughs> mother. Stephen and Carrie's parents. Uh, Delbert, that fucking pedo. <laughs> died at 79 years old in 2013. Yeah, couldn't give a Goodbye. shit. Goodbye. Couldn't give a shit. And Kay still lives in California. Wow. But keeps a pretty private life, low profile. Yeah, I'd not so. really speaking out about either of her sons. I mean, would, would you? No, nope. <laughs> As for one of Carrie's sisters, Corey, she will tell you that, quote, Carrie was unwell since he was a toddler. He was always a little off. Mm. And that was the story of Carrie Anthony Stainer and his little brother, Stephen Gregory Stainer. And so many other things. (laughs) And so, so many other things that happened within this one family that have is just driven me crazy since I was a teen. Load so. these many years. Load these many years. Uh, it's driving me nuts. Oh, that was a hell of a journey you took us on. Sure was. It's a hell of a journey for me to be at the helm. Yeah. And I have to admit, I don't like it. <laughs> I like reacting, and I like when you deliver the stories. Yeah, it's hard being on this side yeah, of it. Isn't I, it, though? Yeah. Everybody I, thinks what I do is so fucking easy. It is not. <laughs> it is not. And what you do is not fucking easy. It took me hours. Yeah. I mean, my thing isn't easy just because there's a lot to do. Yeah. It's not because it's difficult. And reacting and being funny and actually being like attentive to the story, but also reacting in a genuine way, that's a challenge. That's it's a tough, skill. man. Well, thank you for acknowledging me, and I'd like to validate you as well, my friend. So we can switch back. We can switch back next week. (laughs) Sorry, Gavin. (laughs) Gavin uh, applied to to be Michael's replacement, and I'll tell you what, though, Gabby, Uh, might take you up on that trip to Scotland one of these days, buddy. You never know; we might just show up on your door. Yes, Scotland is definitely a country I long to visit. One hundred percent. I'd love to go. So, if anybody wants a sponsor. Yeah. Anybody wants to sponsor our trip to Scotland because we are baroque as fuck. Yeah, if there was a uh, a, a birthright program, <laughs> yeah, but just because you wanted to go to Scotland, not because you have any <laughs> history there, yeah, I would definitely uh, definitely enjoy that. So if you want to uh, get that going, <laughs> send us to Scotland. <laughs> 
Um, so we can hang out with specifically just Gavin. Just like, one. I don't even want to sightsee. Yeah. No. I want to hang out in yeah. Gavin's living room. Yeah. Just having a couple of brews and bullshitting about murder. Yeah. Okay. And then we just come home. That's it's it. fine. Yeah. I think he'd, he'd be fine with that. I yeah. think. We'd keep it on the uh, the less expensive side. Yeah. For not having to do all the touristy yes. stuff. Yes. Sounds good to me. In it, the meantime, you can follow us on the socials, which is, I guess, how we'll stay in contact with Gavin and get our Scottish fix. <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MAF Podcast Show. Uh, you can do also what Gavin does and email us yeah. at MAF Podcast Show at gmail.com. We do have the YouTube channel, Murder Monks Friends Podcast. The YouTubes. The YouTubes. And on the old Tinternet. And of course, as always, listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Get those numbers up for us. We'd <laughs> greatly appreciate it. Because then maybe we wouldn't be so goddamn broke and we could finance our own trip to Scotland. Yeah, we wouldn't have to bother you people with it. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you people? Our lovely, talented, <laughs> and very attractive listeners. <laughs> Who definitely don't commit crimes because they're so pretty. Right. How could they? Well, I don't want to say fuck that guy because I do feel bad for... Well, obviously not fuck Steven. Well, right. Fuck Kenneth Parnell. Yes, that's one's very... Delbert. Easy. Yes. K. Yeah. Eddie fucking My Girl Wants to Pirate Murphy. Yeah. Yep. Poorman. Uncle Matthias <laughs> and Uncle Jesse, not John Stamos. Yeah. Fuck those people. Yes. As always, <laughs> join us next week. And until then, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, one more thing, everybody. If you want more information about the Stainers, check out the Hulu documentary Captive Audience. It's got all of the information about Stephen and Carrie and... What are you, what, what are you doing? Oh. Uh, n- nothing. Are you? Rec- no, we're done. Are you recording without nope. me? Nope, we're done. I thought we. Okay, signed goodbye, up. everybody. Captive audience on Hulu. Goodbye. Goodbye.